Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. If you are a brand new listener, we welcome you today. And if you are a repeat listener, we are so glad that you have come back again to study systematically, line upon line, precept upon precept, the Word of God. We just take a subject and run with it. We never complete it because God's word is is infinite as God himself. Praise God. You open your Bible a hundred times and read the scripture over a hundred times and then you read it another time and something stands out that you didn't see before. It is a book that just keeps revealing God's person, God's purposes, God's promises, God's power, God's person of salvation, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm glad to be a part of the great company that is publishing God's truth around the world. Amen. We've been studying a great subject in that we're studying hindrances to answered prayer. Seven in particular, there are more, but these kind of, of, of Build that foundation of things that we, as God's people, can address anything that is in the way of God answering prayer today. We want to get that that hindrance out of the way. And this this study in my own personal life, I've been doing some soul searching and, and saying, Lord, I don't want any of these things to hinder my prayer life so that when I pray, there is nothing in the way of God answering. And we're talking about number seven today, and that is unbelief. Praying without praying in faith. It's not just a matter of finding a promise in the Word of God. It's a matter of believing that we're going to receive that promise by faith. There is a scripture in the book of James that establishes a principle that we want to deal with today. And if you have your Bibles or you want to jot this down, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. I'm going to read from the New King James. James and part from the, the, the original King James. Let me read first from the New King James. It says, If any of you, in verse 5, James chapter 1, lacks wisdom. Now, this is not just about wisdom. This is about receiving an answer from God. If any of you lacks wisdom, listen, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Or in the the New King James, it says, without reproach. It helps understand that. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. This is the King James, nothing wavering. And in the New King James, it says, with no doubting. That's what wavering is all about, with no doubting. For he who wavereth is like the wave of the sea, or he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, and he is unstable in 
all of His ways. You see, double-mindedness when it comes to our approach to the Holy Scriptures and to the person of God and promises of God not only affects our relationship with God, but it affects everything in our life. We need to be so centered in our minds. So, you know, we used to sing the song, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. And that's what this is all about. It is getting anchored. We used to sing the great hymn, I'm anchored in Jesus. I fear no wind or wave. I'm anchored in Jesus, for He hath power to save. I'm anchored in the rock of ages. And the Bible said the sure word of God is like an anchor, sure and steadfast for the soul, for the mind. That's where the mind part comes in to this this question here of unbelief. The, it's an anchor for the soul, hallelujah, that is sure and steadfast, that reaches into that that is behind the veil. Now, that that's behind the veil wasn't just the Ark of the Covenant. It wasn't just it wasn't just the 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 tables of stone, the Word of God, the Law of God, but it was it wasn't just the mercy seat, but it was the earthly tabernacle for the earthly manifestation of the person and presence of God. That's why you couldn't walk behind that veil except the high priest that went through all of the cleansings once a year to make intercession for the people. It was so holy and sanctified by the presence of God. And the presence of God is not just about a power manifestation. It is a person. Hallelujah. And that's what we're talking about. This is not just faith in the Word for the Word's sake. It's faith in God. It's faith in a person. Probably the most most beautiful word for this, better understood, so we understand it represented in the New Testament faith, is the Old Testament word for trust. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God, the psalmist said. Therefore, therefore the sons of men put their trust under the shadow of your wing. Praise God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. They that trust the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. For as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is round about his people. Praise God to deliver them. I'm so grateful today to know there is an anchor because the winds are going to blow and the waves are going to, to roar and roll. But if we have our anchor in the, in the person of God Himself, a God who does not lie because He cannot lie. It's not a choice that He makes. There's no choice to be made in Him the Bible said there is no darkness at all, neither a shadow of turning. There's no possibility that God is going to 
change. <laughs> we sang that in Jamaica as we rode in a van. He's the same unchanging Jesus. Praise God. Years and years ago in mission work. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. <laughs> but let him ask. This is a principle and a formula for all. Everything we ask of God or believe God for. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. That means we're completely at the mercy of our circumstances. Let not that man expect to receive anything from the Lord. <laughs> Because a double-minded man is unstable. As the waves driven by the wind, he's unstable in all of his ways. Now, this is not to disqualify us completely from receiving. This is to encourage us to get our anchor out. We need an anchor because we have to be anchored in the absolute integrity of the person who makes these great promises to us, if we are to receive them. Praise God. Someone has said God doesn't change His Word. If He's promised you something, you better believe that it's done before its existence. Let me read that again. Someone said this, and I'm not sure who said it, but I like the quote, God doesn't change His Word. I'm going to add to that. He doesn't apologize for it. In fact, He says heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will abide forever. Amen. He, he, he also speaks of His Word and its, its absolute stability and integrity. Amen. He talks about His Word being like the rain that comes down out of heaven that watereth the earth and causes it to bring forth and to, and to grow. He said, My word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I desire. It will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. He says about his word, Hath he not said it? And will he not do it? Praise God. He says he watches over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's, let's look at this thing about unbelief. I'm deeply concerned about so many prayers that are offered without faith included when we pray. The Bible literally said, amen, that we're to ask in faith with nothing wavering in James 1 through 6. And Matthew 21 in verse 22 said, All things, whatever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Asking in prayer, believing. Asking in prayer, believing. Amen. That is so vitally and very important today. God wants to be trusted, for He is trustworthy. To doubt God and His promises is therefore insulting to Him. Believers are to approach God with singleness of mind. You see, a double-minded person is unstable in all of our ways. 
not with hearts that are divided and full of doubts about his faithfulness and reliability. The Greek word for doubts here in James 1.6 is diakrino, and it means to be divided in one's mind. That's why it speaks of double-mindedness. Because Abraham did not waver in unbelief, he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. According to Romans 4 and verse 20, and he received what was promised even though it was humanly impossible. Praise God. Someone said that faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Hallelujah. Because nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is impossible with God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. The scriptures are very clear. So it says nothing is impossible with God and nothing is impossible therefore to him that believeth or to anyone who puts their trust in God. Amen. Clearly unbelief hinders effective prayer. So how can we overcome unbelief? Well, God doesn't change his word. So if he's promised something to you, if you can find it in the word of God, amen, you better believe that it's done before its existence. You've heard the saying, most of us have anyway, seeing is believing. But in the biblical sense of that great truth, believing is seeing. According to St. Augustine, he said, faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Amen. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. Listen to it. I'm just going to read verses 1 through 3 and verse 6 for time's sake. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It begins with believing in a God which we cannot see. And how can we believe in a God which we cannot see? We believe the report of the Word of God. That's why He gave us His Word, and that's why faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. The Bible said we walk by faith and not by sight. And this is all reiterating that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders received a good report. Through faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The things that we see that God created was not made by that that we can see. Verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. Glory be to God. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
And when we pray, we are to believe. We, we're to get in the Word. We're to find in the Word. If we can find it in the Word through a promise, we stand on that promise when we're praying. But if we even if we can't find the promise in the Word, we certainly can find the person in the Word who gave us His Word that He would hear and answer if we ask anything according to His will. The Bible said we know <laughs> we, if we ask anything according to His will. This is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He heareth us, we know that we have the petition. We accept that when we pray. So we need to get in the Word of God. We need to discover the will of God. <laughs> we need to absolutely stand on the promise of God and stand upon the unchanging person of God. You know, he said, I'm the Lord God of Israel, and I change not. I'll tell you, the church world has changed. Many Christians have changed down through the years. We don't find necessarily today those stalwart souls that stood until the answer came. Praise God. You know, the Bible, Bible tells us, having done all to stand and to stand still in the old covenant and see the salvation of the Lord, to be still and know that He is God, and to stand still and see the salvation. Salvation in the Old Testament sense is about saving, delivering, coming through, answering prayer, manifesting help in the time of need. Hallelujah. And the Bible said if we would stand still, not be panic-stricken, double-minded and doubting, we would see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, God wants to do so much more than we are seeing. And it's not that God doesn't will to do it. It's, it's, it's a matter of believing Him for it. So many times, uh, uh, prayer is ineffective because we simply do not believe. We simply are double-minded even when we approach praying. And there's so much preaching and teaching today. And I don't mean to be mean, point fingers or be critical. I'm just stating a fact. There's so much teaching today that will make you double-minded. That God is vague and no one knows His will. And, and He's sovereign and whatever He's doing, He's doing. And, and, and He's not bound Him. They're not, they're not teaching that He's bound Himself to His Word so that we could take Him at His Word. <laughs> no wonder faith doesn't come because the word is not preached unapologetically and the word is not preached without any kind of concession or compromise. Praise God. God said it. I believe it. That settles it is not correct. God said it. That settles it. <laughs> Amen. God's word is forever settled in heaven, the scriptures declare. God said it. That settles it. And because it is settled when God says it, that's why I can believe it. That's why you can believe it. And that's why, amen, that we can receive 
everything that God has purposed and everything that God has promised in His Word by faith. Hallelujah. See, faith honors God, and that's why God honors faith. Concerning Abraham and this wavering double-mindedness, this, 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 this staggering and, and this, this, uh, this, uh, this attitude that will disqualify us from God answering us. Listen, Romans 4, 20 and 21. It said, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And when you see this word able, it means able and faithful. Because if God has the power, but he's not faithful, we still can't have the kind of faith that he wants to develop in us. That's why I like the Amplified. It said, no unbelief nor distrust made him waver doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Fully satisfied, verse 21, and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. That's why his faith was credited to him as righteousness. Praise God. Amen. You see, he honored God with his faith, and God honored him. Glory be to God. Amen. This is so important today. It seems to be that there's so much teaching that doesn't declare unapologetically God's word. Hath he not said it? Will he not do it? So where do we put our anchor when all the winds begin to blow and the, and the billows begin to roll? Where do we anchor our soul so that we can not be double-minded? It has to be in the person of God, the unchanging person. The Bible said every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. God is is completely unchanging. A lot of things change, and a lot of people change, and circumstances change, and, and everything is in a state of flux or change. Everything in this world is in a, in a state of change. But the Word of God is unchanging. Christ is unchanging. God the Father is unchanging. That's why we can anchor our soul in His integrity, His faithfulness. Hallelujah. That's why we can pray in faith. We can believe when we pray because God never changes. Praise God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today. Yes, yes, dear friend, today. And He will be forever. We sung that little song that is so theologically correct, but it sounds like a a simple Sunday school song in Jamaica. He's the same 
unchanging Jesus, unchanging Jesus. God said in the Old Testament, I am the Lord God of Israel, and I change not. He is the Lord God of Israel, and He changes not. And we're even told not to meddle with them that are given to change. Praise God. God is absolutely eternal and inerrant. There is no darkness in Him, not even a shadow of turning. God is light, and God is truth, and God is is absolutely trustworthy. You see, Paul used the logic of the cross when he said these words in the New Covenant. If God loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son, how will He not also with Him freely give us all things? Oh, think about it, dear friend. If God loved you that much, then He loves you that much now. If God loved you that much when you were yet in your sins, the Bible said God commendeth His love to us. In, in, in While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, God didn't let our sin change His purpose to give His Son so we could be saved. God doesn't change. We change. We may refuse the grace that is offered, but that grace is offered because God doesn't change. I'm glad He doesn't. He he might get fed up with us and change His mind about saving us, but we have this blessed assurance. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we sing it, don't we? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. (laughs) Purchase of God. Praise God. Listen today. God wants to remove in the hearts of His people the double-mindedness so that we can stand with our anchor in the person of of God Himself. And then when we find a promise that this person (laughs) who cannot lie, who never changes, who is absolutely faithful, hallelujah, we can claim that promise and we can pray in faith when we believe Him and ask Him for the manifestation of it. We don't have to see to believe. We believe to see. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, man, in the Old Testament, I, 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 I find David, he could have become so double-minded. He could have wavered. He went through a lot of stuff. Even through his own personal failures, he could have give, given up on himself and thought that God would give up on him. But he persevered, and he said something. He said, I had fainted. I had fainted unless I believed to see. Listen, he believed to see. He didn't see to believe. He believed in order to see. Unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Before he ever saw a man, he believed in order to see it. Glory to God. That's why Abraham, before seeing it, that's why Sarah, without seeing it, believed it. And it it came into manifestation. 
For faith itself is the substance of things hoped for. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It in and of itself is the evidence, hallelujah, of the of that that we cannot see. And once we come to God in faith, we're going to see some things. Sister Kathy, if you're listening out there, you commented on our website, and that one this is one of your favorite scriptures, Jeremiah thirty three three. It says, "And call upon me, and and I'll answer thee, and show thee great." and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call upon me. Pray. Ask me. Trust me. Look to me. Seek me. Call upon me in prayer. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Friend, we're going to see some things as we eliminate these negatives, these hindrances, these things in the way of God answering, in the way of seeing what we would love to see and need to see, and that is answers to prayer on a scale that we have never seen before. Listen, the Scripture is very clear. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. You know, there's a person in you, if you're a believer, there's a person in me called the Holy Spirit. You get the Word in you. Praise God. And we get faith coming from the Word of God. And get this double-mindedness taken care of by anchoring in the person that is behind the veil that cannot ever change and does not change and is absolutely faithful. And we're going to be able to pray in a faith that we've never known and we're going to see God move and manifest Himself. I believe a great last day revival is, 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 is just wanting to burst forth but it comes through and as a result of God's people repenting, clean, getting clean hearts before the Lord, and believing God like we have never believed God before. So, friend, I pray with all of my heart today that we will begin to move in this new dimension of faith. Faith comes by hearing so keep listening, will you? And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. And in just a moment, I want to talk to you if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you need Him today, desperately. The Bible said that, that by grace through faith, you can be saved today. By grace, we are saved through faith. It is the gift of God. That's why without faith, it's impossible to please Him. We, we, can't even, we can't even be saved unless we repent of our sin and believe upon Him that God has sent Jesus Christ as our Savior, the one who suffered and died for you 
and the one who suffered and died for me. So I'm praying today that you will not run from God anymore. To every man was given the measure of faith. You've got enough faith. Even if you've never read the Bible, you're hearing the word right now. And faith cometh. Faith cometh by hearing. You can come to Christ today. You can receive Him as your Lord and your personal Savior. And you can be sealed with the Holy Spirit. You can call God your Heavenly Father and Jesus your Savior. You can even call me your brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. And your sisters are waiting. And your brethren. You can be welcomed into God's royal family and our family of believers. And come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.